Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, how's it going? You know, it's going pretty good. I, video games. Video games? I, I like them. Turns out they might be good. I think Forza's pretty good. I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon 5. I finally fell down the deep dark hole of doing Eureka in Final Fantasy XIV. Content that I never thought I would actually like, but now that I've started doing it, I actually like a considerable amount. Alright, well you said the words Final Fantasy, now I get to, so I know I get to read our email. Yay! We have an email here from Tanner. Yay! Hi Tanner. Um, thanks Tanner. Tanner sent us an email with the title, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Okay. <laughs> How come everyone talk about Ariana and nobody talks about Katie? Uh, YouTube video that I assume links to Katie and you know Katy Perry and Brave X. I don't like Katy Perry as much, <laughs> and also her unit wasn't very good. Versus uh, Ariana Grande's collaborative unit in Brave X. was like, um, I wouldn't say it was like one of those like ooh mandatory poll, but it was like it was su- she was such a good support slash healing unit for people who were free-to-play in that game, that it was like kind of a no-brainer to have Ariana Grande on your team. Also, Katy Perry's not in Fortnite. Also, Katy Perry's costumes in uh, Brave Exvius were not cute. Well, th- I liked the second one, because she had like a, a red outfit and then a blue outfit, and the blue outfit was good. I did not like the red outfit. And Ariana Grande's... um collab outfits were all designed around the dangerous woman era of ariana grande which i think is one of my favorite like looks for her anyway and katie perry is just very 2000 late it's true like if it was like uh like teenage dream uh fireworks era katie perry I would have been very happy. Even like California girl. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like those are, that's, that's peak Katy Perry to me. Cause that was, over, that's when she got over her homophobia <laughs> and was actually doing pop. Uh, Tanner also provides a bonus challenge that I'm going to add to our list of bonus challenges mm. on the list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put a contemporary pop star in the game. Ooh. So there, added that. <laughs> okay but can i also put in just pop stars that i enjoy uh i mean i won't stop you probably featuring patty labelle i don't know any contemporary pop stars i know contemporary pop musicians but i really only know like a handful of those look uh, i'm i'm confident if i put my mind to it i can figure out a way to fit uh, Rina Sawayama into a game. And she's probably one of my favorite contemporary pop stars. Um, I need... What What do they say that this band is? Do they say it's pop? I don't know. I pulled their band camp. Oh, yeah, synth pop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, big fan of Powder Paint. Yeah. We should go listen to Powder Paint. So. I liked the Powder Paint songs you... Uh, suggested for my driving CD. I just, I love that EP. Mm. It's just, you know, six very good songs. And it's trans. Hell yeah. And queer. 
just all very good. And they have a Neo Cities page, which is the website that I use for my website, mm. and it's very good. Have I shown it? I'm not sure if I've shown it to you. Yeah. I'm gonna show it to you real quick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyways. I think that's everything we need to talk about at the top of the show. Yeah, because like I want to show you Eureka and talk about it, but it's that's more of like a what I want to do with like me and you one on one and like with screen share. That's not like stuff to talk about on the podcast. Alright. <laughs> well, I need to set the timer for 45 minutes so we can talk about our kid friendly asymmetrical multiplayer non video game tie in RTS. <laughs> Let's go, let's uh, fucking do it. All right, so forty-five minutes on the clock. My phone is at ten percent battery. Let's see which one ends first. <laughs> go. Powerful. Um. Um. You sent me some words. Did I? Yeah. Let me see if I can find them. I know one of them was a joke. Um. Uh. One of the things that you did send me as a joke was RTS, but your units are minions. <laughs> Uh, and I said, you must construct additional <laughs> Yep. Yep. That was, because I was watching somebody, like, talk about minions on YouTube, and they were, like, having a meltdown. And I was like, minions. I had, I, you know, when I said that, I had completely forgotten that we were going to talk about RTSs this week. Yeah, I feel like you sent me another thing, and I do not remember what it was. Um... But yeah, I have a, uh, I have some words. I the problem is with my words, I'm realizing that I'm falling into this rut when I think of asymmetrical things. Mm. Um, where it always just ends up being hero units versus a horde, which is like you know the way that most asymmetrical multiplayer things are. Mm. Uh, with the exception of things like, um, keep talking and nobody explodes or stuff like that. Mm. I guess technically we were here. Also, technically, is asymmetrical multiplayer, even if you do have the exact same mechanics on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thought was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of like children's shows that have like a handful of heroes, and then like you know, or like kid-oriented shows. Like, uh, like the first thing I thought of was like Shira, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you have a good guy team uh, that's gener- focusing on generating hero units. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, someone doing the horde or stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know. Yeah, because I was that was something I was thinking about while I was driving home from work today was um kind of the 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 series of I would say kid shows that are skewed older kid shows. So kind of like starting with Adventure Time and going into like Steven's Universe and then like Shira and um Infinity Train stuff like that. Uh, Owl House as well. Um, so I was like, okay, well, do we want to do like kid friendly, like kid friendly, or like skewing to that kind of older kid demographic? I think that older kid demographic is probably our ideal sweet spot. Here. Yeah. That way, like, you can put mechanics in it, even if they're not like terribly deep mechanics, but you don't have to like really, really, really water it down. Like like those shows, you can trust the intelligence of your audience, but like because it is for kids, you're not gonna put like horribly graphic content in it or like, you know, like you're still gonna give it like the E ten rating. Um but you could still be like, I don't know, actually put like stats and shit into it. But not too many. Not too many. That's correct. Yeah, this is definitely not a 
like a Soulsborne situation where you've got like a. We're not putting wave dashing in. We're not putting wave dashing in. We're not going to put what is it? Poise. <laughs> yeah, poise is the th- the stat that does different things depending on the Dark Souls game that you're playing. <laughs> I feel like that's like my go to for like bullshit Dark Souls stat. It's so bullshit. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, uh, and then that was something else I was thinking about while I was driving home was, uh, the fucking Dead by Daylight clone that's Tom and Jerry. What? Have you, okay, so there's a, there is a Tom and Jerry game, like, of classic cartoons that is Dead by Daylight style, and there's, it's got, like, Scotchus skins. So there's like Tom and Jerry mobile game is like Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. It's like um I think it's only in like China or something like that. And just like Oh, this is a mobile game. It was like a 2D platformer mobile game. Yeah. And yeah, like Oh, this rules actually. And there's like this there's like great. skins and shit. Like you could be like handsome Prince Jerry. <laughs> Can you be the drunk little gray mouse? I don't see that thing is I'm pretty sure it is it is just Tom and Jerry skins. I don't know if there are other characters from the extended Tom and Jerry universe or pulling from other WB properties. They're WB, I want to be right? the little gray mouse dressed like the Three Musketeer who gets wicked drunk all the time. <laughs> you know the ones. Mm-hmm. But then my brain was also, like, I think that led me into thinking about, like, WB as, like, a large, like, a brand, too. And thinking yeah. about how, like, there aren't, like, a lot of, like, good, like, Looney Tunes games. The, okay, I was also thinking about Looney Tunes, but I was specifically thinking about the Looney Tunes show. You know, the one with the very manic Lola Bunny? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I don't think you can do an RTS with that, but, you know, it's just a fun thought. I could do, we could do a uh, a Grand Theft Auto-style game. <laughs> <laughs> think about the clip of uh lola bunny being like i'm about to hit somebody <laughs> that's fucking funny uh, it kind of looks like yeah. you thump thump uh uh you could do uh, you could do a duck dodgers rts duck dodgers and the 24th and one half century uh-huh his 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 cadet space cadet <laughs> Who is Porky Pig, but is only ever called Space Cadet. <laughs> Are you familiar with Duck Dodgers? I'm not. 2003 cartoon. Based on some like older shorts, but it's like a full spinoff. Okay. Is it uh, uh, similar to kind of like how Space Ghost repurposed like older clips? No, it's like a fully new animated show, but oh. it's based off of like a bit that Duck, like that Daffy Duck would do in older Looney Tunes bits, where like he would dress like a Flash Gordon type and call himself Duck Dodgers. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. Yeah. Like here's an old, old clip of the old version. It's very much just like you know, you know, there's Earth, there's Mars, there's space stuff happening. Hmm. Duck Dodgers is an incompetent buffoon who just constantly messes shit up because, well, it's Daffy Duck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we have some. I don't know. Like, I'm definitely feeling like the the cartoon tie-in vibe for non-video game tie-in. It's just a matter of like which realm do we pull from. 
Because, like, she was definitely a good pull. You do more of a classic cartoon pull. Um, Let me just pull up HBO Max and we can go through the Warner Brothers catalog that's readily available. Nice, yeah. Duck Dodgers, uh, the, the 2003 show, had a very good theme song, though. Mm-hmm. I can actually send that to you while I'm looking stuff up. Oh, I just realized that when I was saying I was sending you pictures, I kept sending them to my bot. No wonder you didn't see any of them. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I have pulled up the HBO Max Kids and Family section mm-hmm. for for series. I'm just, I have them all A to Z here. I'll just point out the the important ones, I guess. Okay. Uh, first thing, obviously, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. The Adventure Time spinoff. Right. Uh, Distant Lands or whatever. Uh, the Amazing World of Gumball. Mm, love Gumball. Uh, Apple and Onion, a show that I know nothing about other than it exists. Uh, Aquaman, King of Atlantis. Uh, there's as many flavors of Batman as you want. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Tennyson. Care Bears Unlock the Magic, which is like the Care Bears version of uh, the the Friendship is Magic thing. Mm-hmm. Love Care Bears. I haven't watched that one, but I, I, I do like Care Bears as a brand. Uh, Chowda. Love a good Chowda. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Clarence. Mm-hmm. Uh, another show that I know basically nothing about. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> uh, we have, if we want to go into the older, older realm, we have Kids Next Door. Love Kids Next Door. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory. I skipped over, uh, by accident, Craig of the Creek, but that one wasn't an no. older one. That is a modern one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't know much about that show. Um, alright, uh, let's see. We have Flintstones, we have Foster's Home, we have just the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I guess, that's on here. Okay, huh. Um, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Love Billy and Mandy. You know, thinking about Fresh Prince, it's an interesting thing that it's on here, because, like, that is a show that I entirely associate with Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Infinity Train, we have Jellystone, we have The Jetsons, we have Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> We have Gloony Tunes. We have another show that I wish I knew more about, Mau Mau, Heroes of Pure Heart. Mm-hmm. I feel like that probably would have been a prime choice here. Yeah. Uh, the Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. <laughs> God, Flapjack is... Captain Knuckles. Powerful, but in a dark way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That's just how it is. Uh, we have OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes. Uh, we have Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. Can we do an Over the Garden Wall RTS? Is that possible? Um, the minion units are just pumpkinhead people. Uh, we have Popeye. Yeah, yeah. Wait, we could make a we could we could make a better Popeye game. We could. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, that. The clips of that Popeye game. I think Chess might have played it on stream today. Okay, because when I, when I tuned in, I, all I saw was an Animal Crossing. Okay. I, I don't know if people were just saying that she should play it or what, but I saw rumbles of it in Chess Pavilion. She, she streamed for a while, so it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have both flavors of the Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. We have regular show. Mm-hmm. Um, Scooby-Doo, Variety. Um, we have Superhero Static Shock. Mm-hmm. Ah, Static Shock was so good. 
uh, Stevie's universe. We have the Smurfs. Smurfs RTS. Um, Teen Titans, both flavors. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a show that I didn't realize it was new. Okay, well, we gotta get through the last of these. Tom and Jerry. Um, Total Drama Island franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor and Valentino, which is a show that I should watch. Mm-hmm. We Bear Bears. Mm-hmm. And apparently, this is just the Flintstones again, but they, there's a new Flintstones brand television show that's an HBO Max original called Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. Yeah? Best friends Pebbles Flintstone and Bam Bam Rubble take their pet Dino on wild escapades to the Stone Age in this fun-filled spin-off of the classic series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 11-minute episodes. Hmm. Hmm. Pebbles has a very cute design in this. Oh, I would like to witness this. Very, very gremlin energy. Um, I'm just going to pull a screenshot of all these thumbnails because that's really what I'm looking at. There's also a show on here called Summer Camp Island, which I just don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. But it has like a look, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. God, I like the designs for this Flintstones it's 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 kind of I, I I can't I can't quite verbalize why but it's good I like it mm-hmm. I like that it feels like very close to being like early 2000s Nicktoons mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah or like when did when did Kerblam air that's a good question because this feels like it could have been Kerblam, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kerblam is the seventh episode of the 11th series of the British science fiction television program Doctor Who. No. Uh, I want Nickelodeon. Uh, was that just called Cublam? I think I was thinking of Cublam. Yeah. Cublam is from 1996 to 2000. <laughs> um, so what are we thinking? We need to pick a flavor here and we can work from there, I guess. I don't know. I I I'm still I'm still in uh Looney Tunes realm. All right. All right. Well, let's let's try to think here. What what is the RTS element? Um well, maybe what if it's like specific <laughs> What if it's just specifically like Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner mechanics? <laughs> okay. And it's like the the asymmetrical is what if it's one one Roadrunner but multiple Wily e. Coyotes? <laughs> I was gonna say, what about the opposite? Oh, um, okay, yeah. What if? Okay, all right. Here, yeah, I got some. I got some theming. Here yes. we go. Okay. Ready? Okay. Wily e. Coyote, um, in an attempt to get an upper hand on the Roadrunner, mm-hmm. has acquired an Acme brand cloning device. Right. However, before he can use it, the Roadrunner gets in it. Right. Of course. And now there's just a shit ton of roadrunners. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we get a we get an equal like we're a lesser number of wily coyotes because mm. the machine breaks or whatever. Right. So there's like, you know, a lesser number. So it's about the wily coyotes trying to grab resources to build uh traps and whatnot. Right. Right. Uh whereas I don't know what is what is fucking roadrunners you know, purpose. Well, I think it's it's Both it's a in this game and in general. I think in in the game, it's they're trying to run from like point A to point B, and it, there's kind of like an op. There's kind of like natural obstacles, 
And you've got. I feel like that becomes a tower defense. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be. They got to be like collecting resources to do something. You know. Well, maybe their resources are like repairing the track, building like ramps to get over like traps. Oh, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I know what the fucking Roadrunner's reason for being both in the game and in the show. Mm-hmm. Roadrunner exists to smite and spite Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> there are so many times when that creature did not need to go as hard as it did but it did against against a wily coyote and yet and yet and yet <laughs> exactly um, but wily coyote very uh very what's the word i'm looking for tenacious tenacious yes it's not it's not easy to get rid of a wily coyote yeah so i think i think the roadrunner plan is that you need to eliminate all Wily e. Coyotes simultaneously before one of them can recover. Mmm. Very, like, I, I've never played StarCraft, but I imagine that's like a Zerg tactic or way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you, if you even let, like, a little bit of the Zerg, like, units go, they will just mutate and do some evil shit affectionately in parentheses i love the zerg um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> see i'm just like now now i'm stuck on model swapped zerglings but instead of zerglings it's just a bunch of roadrunners just <laughs> swarming like an acne like pitfall to like fill it in or something like that or like theme of cloning machine for the folks at home i am playing uh the powerhouse song from early cartoon network era Mm, nice interesting that there are very different variations Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's extremely this i'll have to pull some of this to to put at the end of the show Mm hmm I, okay, this is actually reminding me that I did play a Game Boy original game uh-huh. at some point that involved you playing as Marvin the Martian. I don't remember what game that was. That sounds really familiar. Looney Tunes, Marvin Strikes Back. Mm. Or was it Looney Tunes Collector Alert? Because they're both... One of those is, is the one. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's definitely Marvin Strikes Back is the one that I played. Because uh, Marvin's basic controls are walking and shooting. Due to this, he needs to mainly rely on other characters such as Speedy Gonzalez. And that's the part I remember. Mm-hmm. Being able to control Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Only for the Game Boy Color. Alright, um... So I guess we got, like, a concept here. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to, to play around with? I mean, obviously, you know, the the... The coyotes are working on getting stuff like, uh, you know, different Acme products. Mm-hmm. What are, are any of the, what are the root owners capable of? Um. Oh, oh, theory. Uh-huh. Here's a thought. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, obviously this is very much like a deathmatch thing, but the, the difference is that the wily coyotes can respawn. Mm-hmm. Um. 
what if Wile E. Coyote is the one who used the cloning machine first? And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make five of myself. That seems reasonable. Right, right. Um, and then the Roadrunner gets in there and just keeps hammering on the button over and over and over and over and over with his beak, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, until the machine explodes. And now it's just like, anytime it like eats bird seed or whatever, it just like replicates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like, uh, all right, the difference here is that the Wily Coyotes can have a smaller number but respawn, whereas, like, there's a limit. When you kill a Roadrunner, it is dead for good, but they can make more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a difference, whether, like, it may not be much of one, but it is a difference. Yeah. Because, like, the, I think the Wily Coyote side, it's less, um, like, it doesn't take resources for them to respawn. It's on a timer versus like uh you know like oh you know 10 seconds and you're back 15 seconds and you're back something like that mm-hmm. um versus for the um roadrunner side it's like uh 50 minerals to come back and so you gotta like or, or i it, there's probably like you know like raw lumber birdseed bird seed, yeah lumber um tnt I'm, I'm i think those are like your your the core elements of this realm <laughs> Mm-hmm. These are the things that all uh, things are made of. These are the four elements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how many you said, but I'm saying there's four of them. Uh, I, we have birdseed, lumber, TNT, um, and rope. <laughs> and everything changed when the rope nation attacked. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you need the rope for the fuse to set the D- TNT off. And to- More than 45 Looney Tunes to play as and collect. That is a lot. That's, that is a lot. Who are the four? Can can we name forty five Looney Tunes? I I I cannot. How much time do we have on the clock? Do we have time to try to name forty five Looney Tunes? I do want to come up with funny cosmetics. Okay. Just the thing is, we picked we picked two characters who don't normally wear costumes, but they do now. <laughs> um, like obviously we've got like silly hats. We gotta we gotta do like characters in silly hats. Like a like a birthday hat, and uh, like a Viking's helmet. Um, there's a <laughs> God, I'm like Roadrunner in a <laughs> Chocobo costume. <laughs> Collab with a different Final Fantasy mobile game. Um, like Wiley Coyote, I think has sometimes been dressed as like a spy or something for like you know bits in other movies or something. Ah, uh-huh, for sure. Uh, there's definitely like a construction worker, Wiley, or something like that, or the foreman, or some shit like that. Um, I'm sure there's a, a in the 1962 pilot for a proposed television series, but instead released as a theatrical short entitled "Adventures of the Road Runner." Later edited and split into three short subjects called "To Beep or Not to Beep," "Zip Zip Hooray," and "Road Runner a Go Go." Wiley lectures two young TV watching children about the edible parts of a roadrunner attempting to explain his somewhat irrational obsession with catching it mm. sorry i just completely interrupted you because i just say i've pulled up the the page on this no you're good you're good uh space jam jerseys so the tunes absolutely spot. absolutely um there's definitely like a fun hawaiian shirt look too um yep yeah, definitely a funny shirt is the so I think there's definitely like it's kind of um similar to Pogo or not Pogo um Pokemon Unite where you've got like certain slots but also you could just wear like a full costume. Mhm. 
Uh, we got, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote wearing a military helmet, you know, like one mm-hmm. of those pit helmets. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look up so I was just, like, trying to make sure he didn't dress like this, because, like, some, this article is now comparing his role in Looney Tunes back in action to that of an Austin Powers character, and I was like, did he wear a costume that looks like that guy's character? No, he didn't. But consider, what if he did? <laughs> I mean, it's a problematic character, but the costume might be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the character played by Will Ferrell. Mm. Who, and this is how uh, the austinpowers.fandom.com describes. Mustafa, parentheses Will Ferrell, is an Arab, either Egyptian or Lebanese, or Turkish henchman of Dr. Evil. Uh, the or Turkish part was not in the parentheses, so I'm guessing part of his character is that no one knows. Gotcha. Um, but it's just like a business suit with a fez and sunglasses. I think we could put a fez and sunglasses on Wiley Coyote and it'd be fine. Absolutely, yeah. Um, what would be, what, what are your thoughts on, like, funny mascot suit versions of the other characters? Um, okay, but we had to split them up. I think you could have Wiley Coyote dressed as Elmer Fudd. Yes. I could think you could have uh, Roadrunner with bunny ears. Yes. I think you could have Roadrunner colored like Daffy Duck. Yes. I think you could have Wiley Coyote with a cowboy hat. Agreed. Boom. We did it. Oh, there's also like prop, definitely like a, a Tweety Bird color like skin for Roadrunner as well. Oh, yeah. It's Sylvester color scheme for. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's, like, a fun thing you could do is, like, you could either do, like, literal costumes of the other, like, Warner Brothers character, or Looney Tunes characters specifically, or you could just do, like, it's it's a palette swap. The, the, I think, like, the palette swap or maybe, you know, like, the common or uncommon tiers, and then you start getting into, like, rare and legendary when it, like, actually is, like, full, like, cosmetics and costumes and shit like that. The, um, the different maps are, like, I think there's definitely, like, a Several that are just, like, different shapes of mountain ravines and, like, mountain trails, because that's extremely Roadrunner and Wily Coyote to me. Well, so I am learning about Looney Tunes comics having lore from, like, the, the 50s. Mm, okay. Uh, such as, um, let's see, uh, blah, blah, blah. the first appearance of Roadrunner in a comic book was in Bugs Bunny Vacation Funnies number 8, August 5- 1958. Okay. Published by Dell Comics. Okay. The feature is entitled Beep Beep the Roadrunner. Okay. And the story Desert Dessert. It presents itself as the first meeting between Roadrunner and Wild E. His mailbox reads Wild E Coyote, inventor and genius, <laughs> and introduces Roadrunner's wife, Matilda, and their three newly hatched sons. The story establishes the the convention that the Roadrunner family talks in rhyme. Oh, uh, okay. Also, in Wiley Coyote's comic book debut in Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies number 91 in May of 1949, his name was Kelsey Coyote. Huh. Yeah. Okay. This, this is a little information, I guess. Love that. Thank you. Although Wild E. Coyote isn't in Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, he is mentioned by Bugs Bunny saying that he borrowed his time machine. (laughs) Wild E. Coyote is also the dean of Acme Luniversity and the mentor of Calamity Coyote from Tiny Toon Adventures. Ah, okay, okay. 
In the direct-to-video film How I Spent My Vacation, Roadrunner finally gets a taste of humiliation by getting run over by a mail truck that says, Breaks for Coyotes. Oh my god. I think that if a, um, if a Roadrunner gets caught in one of the traps, uh, it does pause the game for a moment and play that just, like, single note and says the name of the trap, but with, like, a scientific term underneath it. <laughs> Ding. God, I would love that. In a Cartoon Network TV ad about the Acme Hour, Wile E. Coyote utilizes a pair of jet roller skates to catch Roadrunner and quite surprisingly doesn't fail. While he's cooking his prey, it is revealed that the roller skates came from a generic brand. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In an episode of Duck Dodgers, the show, um, Wiley Coyote has a cameo as the true identity of a, a parody of Predator. Oh, that's good. The fake Predator takes off the mask and is Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, in that episode, he is hunting Marvin the Martian to add him to his collection of stuffed cartoon characters, <laughs> which include the mounted remains of Hanna-Barbera characters such as Yogi Bear, Hong Kong Fooey, Top Cat, and Huckleberry Hound. Gnarly. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Lunatics Unleashed. Oh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about Lunatics Unleashed? I don't think so, no. The 28th century descendants of the Looney Tunes? No. I swear, you, ha- you have to know about... You've got to have seen Lunatics Unleashed, like the images. I, I might have. It's a, I might have. And just... It is like a, a a classic joke of this was the 2000s in like design. People attribute that to the to the 90s, but this was extremely 2000s. Oh God, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, Tech E Coyote is is the uh, the descendant of. Of Wild E, uh-huh. obviously, and here's his lunatic form. I guess he's got magnetism powers <laughs> or something. Oh, he looks like somebody drew like fan art of a Jim Henson puppet. Parentheses does does look very skexis. Yeah, yeah, that was parentheses derogatory at the end of that description. <laughs> um, the other one is Rev Runner. Rev Runner, who has super speed. Wait, presumably. so are they are they like reluctant allies then? Let's see. I think so. Um, series described by Warner Brothers as an action comedy. Lunatics Unleashed is meant to be a mixture of the Looney Tunes shorts, irreverent style of humor, and modern action animated series with the characters designed in an anime style. Uh, the character names are Ace Bunny, Lexi Bunny, Danger Duck, Slam Tasmanian, Techie Coyote, and Rev Runner. Huh. It's also the Royal Tweedums, which is a descendant of Tweety. Gnarly. Okay. Uh, Ophicus Sam, I guess, is what that says. Uh-huh. Gossamer had a descendant? Wow. Disney descendants eat your heart out. Sylth Fester. Sylth. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. that's the shredder. That that's that's a, that's a, that is a cat shredder. He has scars from his attempts to catch the royal tweedums. Among these scars are the back teeth pulled out, lack of fur on his belly from being dipped in molecular acid, an injured arm from getting stuck in a particle accelerator, and a severely disfigured face from being sucked into a black hole. 
Electro J Fudd. Mmm. Oh, this man doesn't even get a full picture. Oh, he just gets a really crusty JPEG of his face. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Pinkster Pig. Okay. Good. This is good stuff that I'm seeing here. Um, alright, let's see. The first five episodes of Lunacy's Unleashed take place in 2772, the year that a meteor strikes the fictional city planet of Acmetropolis and knocks it completely off its original axis. However, instead of destroying the planet, the impact of the meteor and its resultant shockwave gives off supernatural cosmic energies that give superpowers to some inhabitants while incapacitating others in its wake. A beautiful, mysterious, and powerful woman called Zadavia calls upon six of the affected residents that live in Acmetropolis to form a team of superheroes. They they become, like, Power Rangers or whatever, you know? Yeah. The newly formed team is known as the Lunatics and reside on the, 20, the 125th floor of a large tower, according to the episode The World is My Circus. These characters are descendants of the classic Looney Tunes characters according to multiple press releases and official sources. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So those cosmetics are definitely in the game, because we cannot let this go unforgotten. <laughs> oh, I don't think it has been, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you want to see a human version of Pepe Le Pew? Always. Yeah. Voiced by Maurice, Maurice LaMarche. Hmm. He's also a human version of Foghorn Leghorn, but he looks less obviously like that. Yeah, that's just a, a chubby southern man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any other humanized versions of characters? No. They all have, like, jetpacks or whatever, too, it looks like. Okay. Because naturally. Uh-huh. Hmm. Just trying to see if there's any other interesting information from this page. Hmm. The negative reception the series received was satirized and mocked in the new Looney Tunes episode, One Character in Search of an Artist and the Animaniacs segment, Suffragette City. <laughs> oh, oh, this is one of those where... Oh, there's the timer. We never thought of a name. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> this is uh, this episode of the new Looney Tunes show is one of those where the, the cartoonist exists in the show and has the has the big pencil. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it does the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise, it's me, Daffy Duck, who's the cartoonist the whole time. Mm-hmm. And at one point, in, like redrawing Bugs' is different styles, one of them is the the Bugs bunny descendant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. So I am, sorry, I am still reading the page on some of these characters, and I'm reading like the description of uh, Pierre Le Pew, who's the human version of Pepe Le Pew. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, funny, he has skunk hair, like my, uh, my character Scam Likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, <laughs> um, he runs illegal fights held on the floating arena called Max Arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's, he's not, he's more manipulative and less scam artisty. Mm. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah. I did. I did not create Pepe Le Pew. It's fine. Original character do not steal. God, I'm on the page with fucking Electro J Fudd's face again. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm tweeting that. I'm tweeting that one. Let me get to the RNGG account. Please do. It's cursed, but wonderful. 
Oh, it's so big. <laughs> I'm going to put the name of the character in there, but only in the alt text. <laughs> this is like, we did a lightning round episode, but like full scale. Yeah, yeah, we took the entire time to just make jokes. <laughs> All right, we need a name, though. Uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, Clone Crisis. Wiley Coyote in Clone Crisis. Yeah, a, vid- uh, a Looney Tunes game. I like we need to specify if we say Wiley. I know, Coyote. I know. I just, I, I, I like it when uh, things have so many subtitles for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, it's part of why I get along with the Kingdom Hearts series. There's not actually that many that have a lot of independent, like um, stacked subtitles. You know, yeah, it's mostly fragmentary passage. I feel like. Does, like, the official listing of that title actually have that, though? I thought it did. Uh... Okay, it is. that's the only one that does that, because it is, it is canonically called Kingdom Hearts 0.2, Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Yeah. Because, uh, that... And then the, the collection it came out, out on was, like, Final Chapter Prologue, right? Or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, like, the culmination of, like, dumb kingdom hearts bullshit names and like the problem is like it's a yeah it's a one-time thing that happened and so when people are making kingdom hearts jokes they just repeat the same joke over and over yeah yeah because it's like it's not enough to really make a pattern yeah and also like they they, like try to like always like slip in like a weird number thing and it's like no that was only the one of them again Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was just 358 over two yeah the other things were collections, and they're not that hard to understand that 1.5 is a collection of a handful of games. 2.5 is a collection of a handful of games. No, exactly. 2.8 is the exception, because they just, listen, they needed to slap that 0.2. <laughs> God, learning that the reason it's called 0.2 is because it's a sequel to 0 points. The, the, the secret movie from Birth by Sleep is very funny. I didn't realize that. Holy shit. Yeah, it's because that was called zero points, and this is called or zero point, and this is called zero point two. <laughs> it's a sequel to that. God, Kingdom Hearts is good. Period. It's great. Full stop. One of these days, we should do. We really should do a Kingdom Hearts spinoff. Now that we've done Final Fantasy, I mean, listen, they've they've pretty much caught up over at Kingdom Smarts. Mm-hmm. We have free reign. We just we just can't talk about uh, the Melody of Memory stuff, <sighs> or technically Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. So, which makes it impossible to actually do anything because every Kingdom Hearts game has to be important. Exactly. You can't just call it a kart racer and be done with it. There has to be story. It's it's, it's it's the most important kart racer you will ever play. <laughs> More important than the Heathcliff racing game for the Wii. <laughs> Fuck. I was not expecting that somehow. Uh, that got it's me. a bad game that got me does the roadrunner have pronouns the roadrunner is now officially team they though oh i've been using it no oh, that's fine too i'm sure it's a being of chaos and it has no need for your pronoun i'm here to destroy chaos me me <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jack Final Fantasy, but it's Wiley Coyote instead. Uh, hold on, let me open up some tabs so I can do this afterwards. Let me get, I need a picture of Jack Garland. <laughs> and then probably a picture of Wiley Coyote from Luna, like Looney Tunes back in action or something. Mm-hmm. One of those where it already exists in a real world, so that way the, the lighting is slightly different, you know? Mm-hmm. Alright. Wild E. Coyote in Clone Crisis. A kid-friendly, asymmetrical multiplayer non-video game tie-in RTS. Yeah! Get the color right. Hold on. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Wild E. Coyote has purchased an Acme cloning booth and has collated five of himself in an attempt to catch the Roadrunner. However, the Roadrunner enters the booth afterward. Pressing the button so many times it explodes, resulting in it creating clones of itself whenever it eats birdseed. The Wild E player must gather resources to set traps to catch all the Roadrunners, while the Roadrunner must eliminate all five coyotes before any of them recover. <laughs> God, that rules. Um, I guess I can... Where did I leave off when I talked about Final Fantasy IV? I just want to blast through some stuff real quick. Oh, I... Shit. Um, I think it was, I had just gotten back to the top and unlocked the Lunar Whale or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Anyways, I unlocked the Lunar Whale, and then I went and I got Excalibur and stuff. Yeah. Um, I went and I got the Leviathan Summon and the Leviathan's Wife Summon. <laughs> My wife! I did not get the Bahamut Summon, because there's like a whole dungeon for that. Yeah, that, that, uh, dungeon kinda sucks, if I remember correctly. Um, you go to the moon, you meet the guy on the moon whose name I forgot. Fusoya? Yeah, Fusoya, he's like, hey, um, I'm an alien from space. As you can see, I'm on the moon. I come from a race of people from space, Mm -hmm. including your father, Cecil. Uh, He went to Earth Earth and just was like, chill, because everybody else was like, no, we need to like, just stay asleep until they catch up to our technological technological level or whatever mm-hmm. something like that i don't remember it's been a while all right i don't have notes um let's see also but yeah he's like all right yeah 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 i'll i'll help you we just got to go back to earth and we'll go touch a crystal and i'll get you in because <laughs> otherwise they're gonna awaken like a big ultimate weapon thing and it's gonna be a problem go go touch grass Cecil. um so you go back to earth mm-hmm. um and it's too late. You're about to go do the thing, and then suddenly, rising out of the ground is a just giant construct of a person. Just a giant robot man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're just like, well, it's just us. <laughs> and then the dwarves show up, and they're like, we're gonna shoot at it with our tanks. And then uh, Sid and the Red Wings show up, and we're like, we're here too. Mm-hmm. The game's and all also here. The El- yeah, the elders on that ship, and the elder brought back to life uh, Palom and Porum. Mm-hmm. So they're alive again. Um, Yang's here. He's got his whole, like, Empire squad. Yeah. Edgar's here. Not Edgar, Edward. <laughs> now I'm doing it. <laughs> I've not even played that Final Fantasy. And honestly, I, I... I'm not a Six apologist like a lot of people, but I will say I do love the Prince Twins in Six. Ed... Ed Gurr and Sabin are, like, my, some of my favorite characters in that game. 
Uh, anyways, uh, that's pretty much where I left off. You go in there and you're going to go fight Chaos. No, you're going to go fight Golbez. You're going to go fight Golbez, and you're going to try to destroy the robot before it can destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Presumably. Presumably. Um, I, I think upcoming soon is going to be some more backstory and reveals, so I'm excited to hear your reaction to those. I know most of them. Okay. I'm familiar with the story of four. Um, alright, yeah, we should, uh, we should do plugs then while yeah. I pull up the number generator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast, and you can send us emails like Tanner did earlier to RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Grace. I'm on Twitter at Daphne Oliver XIV. You can find me there posting screenshots of my Final Fantasy XIV avatar. I do be doing that a lot recently, so give me some love and <laughs> go like um, my Jeepo sessions. Cassidy, where are you online? You can find me online at Mandelbot. This is M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-N-I-S-T, and you can find my website, which has a little podcast that I do and that I've guessed it on at madlebotness.neocities.org, which is the same as twitter.neocities.org. I had to make a new list on uh, on the on my website to to make all the uh, all the podcasts that I've guessed it on. Sorry, let me start over that sentence because my brain short circuited halfway through me saying it, mm-hmm. and I tried to correct, and it did not work. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I had to start a new, add a new row to my list of podcasts that I've guested on because a new episode of a podcast went out recently mm-hmm. uh, that I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a guest spot on Control Group. They're doing a uh, WWWRPG campaign right now, mm-hmm. and they had a, a a a fake Royal Rumble. It was the Wet and Wild Regal Wrangle, I think, was what it was called. Mm-hmm. And imagine a wrestling ring suspended over the Gulf of Mexico. Good shit. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I showed up during that and, you know, did some bits. It was good. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. That's, um, let me see what that, that Twitter handle is again. That is at control group pod, C-T-R-L-G-R-O-U-P-P-O-D. Nice. Oh, uh, what's the, let's, how's the, how's the numbers generation going? All right, uh, so I generated the first number, which was uh, a bonus objective, mm-hmm. and I did get the new objective. Get to every pop star. Okay. Yeah, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to remember the names of any pop stars in this next episode. Actually, um, I, I will jot one down now because I actually want to say it on the show and not just say it as a joke for something we're not gonna do. Hey, we're gonna get another one. Let's go. Let's see what we got here again. Alright, what's 27 on that bonus objective list? 27 would be... a sequel to a previous title. Okay. Alright. How about another one? Let's go. Let's get another one on that list. It's another busy week next week, it seems. (laughs) Alright, well, I just rolled the same thing again, so I guess that one just doesn't count. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, um... All right, one. That's a genre, right? Mm. Go over to the genre list. That's thirty-one. Mm-hmm. All right, genre number nine. That is a creator game. Okay. So that is a contemporary pop star sequel to. 
previous title creator game <laughs> creator games for the folks at home are um the kind of genre that i assign to things like mario maker mm-hmm. it's the- uh it's games in which your primary thing is that you create something yeah yeah um the uh, multiplayer or not multiplayer but like the online portion of little big planet yeah, or like uh, a lot of the thematical stuff of uh, Mod Nation Racers mm-hmm. for the PlayStation 3, PSP, and PlayStation Vita. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. See, I, I thought of an idea, but except for the fact that it has to be a pop star. Because um, I was like, oh, yeah, all right, we could, because uh, I was thinking of like a non-video game tie-in again yeah. instead. I was like, Pursuit of Justice, calling Dr. Love, but we put Elle Woods in it. <gasps> Shut up! <laughs> oh! <laughs> See, and the thing I'm thinking of, maybe we could discuss this now, or maybe we could dis- discuss this later. Does the pop star have to be representing themselves as a cameo, or like a them playing themselves, or can they be playing a character? I think it has to be them because, like, the the bit here is that we're talking about how Ariana, Ariana Grande is in Brave Exvius and Fortnite, right? And how Katy Perry was in Brave Exvius, right. and how you know, yeah, all that other stuff, yeah. Versus Post like Malone is in Pokemon, right? Versus like uh, Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth being in Glee, but they're not playing themselves. Is JoJo? Is Joshua Siwa a pop star? No, she's just a dancer. Oh, uh, she doesn't she make music? She's got songs. Um, I thought she has songs. She has she has singles. She has two singles. Okay, that she's known for. I don't know if she has more than that. Well, I think we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more next time, huh? She's eighteen years old now. It's true. That's wild. She's all grown Born up. Born in two thousand three. <laughs> All grown up and gay now. There, we should we should wrap this down. Uh, call it for that. How many? One, two. She has eight singles. Okay, and um, three albums. Hmm. Nice. That got pretty high in the U.S. kid charts. She released one last year. Anyways, the last what she released last year was a Christmas album. Iconic. JoJo's Rockin' Christmas. <laughs> Okay, 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 we're wrapping up the show. Um, so we'll figure out which pop stars we can think of next week. Mm-hmm. But until then, good luck. Have fun.